The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being part of our show today. Wow, do we have a show for you. Um, As someone that, from the first moment I met him, I went, wow, now this is someone I want to be friends with for the rest of my life. And, And it's just a person that, when you meet them, you just know they resonate with this vibe and this energy of total heart, and it's it's so welcoming. Our guest today is Rick Finbo. He is a renowned psychic. He's been a psychic for 30-plus years, and he changes people's lives all the time and validates their purpose and, and reiterates their mission and brings them back to that dream state that is lying within. Rick, welcome to our show today. Hello. Thank you, Temple. And the feeling is mutual about wanting to be friends. As soon as I met you, I had that same feeling. <laughs> we exchanged the card and the rest is history. <laughs> yes. Well, one of the things that I, I really honor about you is that you are an intentional spirit. And those are the type of guests that I'm so interested in always having on the show because I like to define to people there's a big difference between having intentions and being intentional. In other words, being the person that's willing to be brave and courageous and have people talk about you, have people sometimes laugh, make fun, or whatever we have faced. Um, to become who we are or doing the work that we're doing. Were you, from the very beginning of your life, aware that you had these abilities? Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you came into being in the early phases of your life. Sure. Um, Yes, and when I was a child, when I was five years old, I was diagnosed with asthma and emphysema. Um, And emphysema is very rare in children because it usually comes from smoking um, or things that happen in the atmosphere. Um, And what happened was I learned that my grandfather had asthma and emphysema, and that's what he passed away from when I was 10 years old. Um, And after that, I realized that the symptoms were going away. 
um, and I learned that I was taking on other people's emotions and illnesses around me because I'm empathic. So um, I learned how to ground myself as I got older and take control of that, um, and I really do believe we can do that if that's what the cause of the illness is. Um, so when I was five years old, I learned that, and I also was very sensitive to seeing energy, um, communicating with others on the other side, which didn't really um, go very well with my family at the time, so <laughs> they didn't know what to do, you know. So um, I had to sleep with the lights on. I was scared of the dark, that type of thing. Um, and children, um, I've learned that children are very amazing um, to this day, especially now the kids are just open to it until somebody says it's something to be fearful of or that you shouldn't be feeling that or that's crazy, that type of thing. Um, so I've, I've learned... Um, to use this as a great gift. Um, and most people, when they, um, like psychics that I know and other psychics um, that I'm friends with, we all went through this kind of um, feeling or time in our lives where you kind of say, is this a gift or a curse? And it really is a great gift if you turn it around and make it a great gift um, and not be afraid of it and realize that you can control it. You can control how you do it and how the people on the other side show up if you are sensitive to that, if you are a communicator. Um, I, I am also an animal communicator, and an interesting thing is I'm allergic to everything with fur and with feathers. So here I love animals, and animals love me, and um, I'm allergic to them. And so I can't really... Um, be around animals that much without medication, that type of thing. I went to an agricultural high school because I thought I wanted to be a vet. That's how much I loved animals. Um, and I found out I was still on medication and things like that, but I found out that I was so sensitive around animals that I couldn't be a vet, a very prosperous vet, because I would cry when the animal came in with a thorn in their paw or something. So, so I, I realized at an early age I was too sensitive to do that. But I love animals, and my love for animals has um, grown and grown, actually, even though I am allergic to them. And I've actually turned that into a great gift because I believe that if I wasn't allergic to animals, I would be one of those people that is an animal hoarder <laughs> because I love them so much. I wouldn't be able to travel because I'd want to stay home with them, and I just wouldn't be able to take care of them unless I stayed in the house and took care of them. So I would be an animal hoarder if it wasn't the great gift of having um, being allergic to animals. So um, it's all also how you look at things. Um, I'm the type of person that teaches people to take care of themselves first and then others, um, and I walk the talk. I take care of myself every day. I make sure that I start off the day in alignment, um, and then if because of things in the world come up and sometimes put you off alignment, it's easier to get back into alignment when you start the day off in alignment at, to be, for the beginning. You, you open the way you you open the way that lies before you and i I've, I've been noticing for a long time you're one of the first people on Facebook because you start your day like at uh, five o'clock in the morning or something and I go go read, go you know keep inspiring me I, I am I am coming along here um, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to, to go back a, a little bit um, I want to go back to when you started uh, recognizing that you were picking up a lot of uh, people's um, discord or 
sickness or, you know, those kind of things. Were you in place then? Did you have anybody at that particular time that you could talk to about that? Did you ever talk about it out loud um, at all? um I didn't because um, at that age I didn't just my um, my mother and my father and they didn't really know how to handle me. Um, also, when I was in school, I remember my um, mother coming back from a teacher's night and saying, throwing her hands up in the air, and the teachers don't know what to do with you because they say you're not in the class. Like I was a daydreamer, I wasn't there. So they didn't know how to handle that. Um, One of the best things and one of the greatest gifts, though, that my parents did share with me is um, when I was seven years old, we moved um, from 20 minutes out of Boston to a um, suburb farther out, um, and they couldn't find a church. um, I was raised um, Lutheran, and they couldn't find a church that they liked. And at that time, at the age of seven, they told me that church is in your heart. And I feel that that was one of the most greatest gifts that they could have given me because I didn't have the dogma from from religion um, and I could find my own way. Um, When I was 16, um, back in the day, so this is, you know, back in the 70s, this was called the occult and it was very different. It wasn't new age. It wasn't new thought. It was more like I would try to find an occult shop with tarot cards and crystals and things like that. So I found a shop when I was 16 years old, and I just resonated with Tarot, and that was the first time I bought a deck, um, and crystals. Um, And then I realized that this is kind of what I do. It was very simple for me to do. I didn't know anything about the Tarot deck, but I just started reading for people, just like with a book, and people would come out of the woodwork like, if I went to work, um, the people that I worked with would say, can you read me? And I'd go, okay, and it would just happen. It kind of just flowed, and I'd allowed it to flow. That's very, that's very powerful. And I love your frame of reference that they didn't know what to do with you. Um, right. I, I'm, your, you know, I'm your first cousin in that way, them not knowing what, what to do. And I, I do find that there are some healers and revealers, as we would say, psychics and people that do tarot readings and things like that. I don't think that some of them still have a clear understanding that um, they don't have to take on other people's energies. And, um, and they, or they may not even be aware that they do, um, because that's the part I like about how you model you know, with the work that you're doing, because you're staying at that level of more of a a signal receiver or a a psychic bringing in the message while at the same time practicing, not taking on people's tragedy and their ailments and things like that, because it's very hard. I've known people that physically become tremendously large, you know, gurus and people like that, and they'll say, well, it's because I take on other people's stuff. Is there a ritual or anything that you've practiced or, or been able to do, or are you just that clear in your consciousness that it's not necessary for you? No, um, it is necessary. Um, I have um, several different different techniques that I do daily, um, and it's true. I do see a lot of um, people that have problems with weight that are in this field um, because it's kind of a protection. 
um, yes. uh, of that. You know, like so, so they don't want to take on people's stuff, but they tend to. Um, I make sure one of the things that I do and I teach people is that when you get out of balance, the first thing you should do is step back and say, is this somebody else's stuff or a global consciousness that's happening to me, or is it something that is accurate for me? Is it coming from me? Is it part of me and what I should be doing? Like, what is it mine to do? Um, and for me, um, even in between readings sometimes, I, um, if I have a break in between readings, I come home and I take a bath. If I'm feeling like that I'm taking on people's stuff, I get in water, um, I take a bath, I go to the swimming pool if it's nice out. That type of thing always grounds me. Water is grounding for me. Or also just being out in nature. Um, as you know, when you follow me on Facebook, I post almost every day that I do a power walk. Um, I go for a power walk by a creek that we have here, um, which is by the water. I hear the water, and I just, it's great for me. It also helps me um, with my breathing, and that's another thing that I do all the time as far as a technique, and anybody can do this because we forget to breathe a lot of times. We're busy with life, and we don't even think about breathing. It's just something that we do naturally, and me, because I came from asthma and emphysema, breathing was very hard for me when I was a child. Child. And I think that that actually made me so grateful for life and grateful for to be able to breathe. But even myself, I go along with life and I forget to breathe. And so when I get into my car, the first time I, thing I do is when I get in the car is I put the key in the ignition, but I don't turn it on. And I just take a moment, even if I'm rushing somewhere, I just take a moment to breathe. Even just one deep breath, breathe in and then breathe out. And then you realize that, wow, I forget to breathe. You know, It's just as simple as that. There's so many simple techniques that I use in order to ground myself, in order to not take on other people's um, um, afflictions and their grief, because I do deal with um, people that have lost, that have grief or that haven't grieved enough or are worried. I'd say like 98% of the clients that come to me are worried about the people that have passed that are on the other side wondering if they're okay. And it's, I'd say 98% of the time, the people on the other side are okay. It's the people here in our life that are not okay or worried about something that has happened from the past that they can't get over or they, they feel bad about. Usually the people on the other side, the people that have transitioned, don't have remorse, don't have that stuff. I mean, it's, very, it's, it's rare that they do. Most of the time they want you to forgive yourself and forgive them, that type of thing. It's very powerful. Uh, Rick, with, you know, 30-plus years of, of doing this work, both with animals and, um, and with people, um, give us a, an example or two where it was just a, a defining moment for another person, like, wow, um, I'm so glad we had this time. I'm so glad I know this information now. Sure. Um, I can actually tell you something that happened um, just a week ago. Um, and it was with an animal. So um, a client of mine came, and um, they had a dog, um, a boxer, um, and a beautiful dog that had um, no use of its hind legs. It was in its final years, but the dog was only 10 years old, and the family loved it. And um, the, the animal came, and I knew that it, the animal, they told me that the animal was at it, 
the end of its life in this life, um, and they were having struggle whether they should have it euthanized to put it down or not. And when the animal came to me, the animal was so bright-eyed, even though it had no use of its hind legs um, and quarter parts. Um, so it was very different for me when, when the animal showed up. I was, like, expecting a much more sicker dog, you know. So this is why the animals, the, the family was having a hard time. And what the animal told me is the animal was so grateful that it was a rescue dog, um, and the family was so grateful, and the animal was so loving, just licking and, and just very loving to me and the family. Um, and we sat down with the dog, and the dog told me that um, he was waiting for them, like he's living for them. And so I asked them, I asked them a question. I said, did you ever let him did you ever tell him that it's okay to go on his own? And they said, oh, no, we've been focusing on living. I'm focusing on living. And I really got from the animal that it was time, and he knew it was time to go, and they have other dogs. And I asked how they, the other dogs were treating him, and they said they were, he, they were actually going away from him. And that's usually what animals do. The animals are all about vibration, and they know when it's time, and they're not attached to all the stuff that we as humans get attached to because we think about it too much. So, um, so I, I just asked them if they um, had ever said to the dog, it's okay to go. Well, the family said that to the dog right then, and the dog just became so calm and just laid down, and it, it was really, I was surprised, and they were surprised. They were like, he doesn't do this in, in new surroundings because it was in my office, and, um, and they just realized that they need to let him go. And, and I helped them, and I said, you know, it's probably be within the week, and I just found out that he just, um, just um, transitioned yesterday. Um, so... Um, that for them, to be able to tell him to go um, and that the dog was staying just for them. It's an amazing thing. Oh, I can only imagine um, the benefits that you feel and the, and the freedom that people, you know, will feel with you. I want to welcome all of our, um, our guests on Facebook Live and thank you for being here. Um, we have uh, Susan that's asking about either doing a live reading now or does uh, Rick do um, interviews, you can go to PsychicRick.com, and there's a place you can go right then to book Rick now in order to get a reading. Are there any other questions that anyone has out in the field, or those of you that are tuning in? While we have Rick, we'll be able to take advantage of that and to ask him, ask him more. Rick, you must just get uh, such reward from your from your work. It's just ongoing. I, I have a a tiny uh, amount of those particular gifts that you carry, and I I know sometimes just the sense of things, or you know, when people have problems with um, ailing he- uh, pets or situations that go on, I get a certain communication with them going, and it it always amazes me. You know, it, it, it really it really does because they will they do want to communicate and I, I think sometimes they must get frustrated with us. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about those of us that want to tune in, but other people that aren't opening to that capacity to to listen. 
Um, you do uh, gatherings um, with parties and uh, go to people's homes and do things at pre- public restaurants. I mean, you have quite a, a work in offering the psychic and the tarot card readings, don't you? Yes, and I love what I do. I'm so fortunate to be able to do what I what I love. And I've been doing this professionally since I was 20, and on and off again, full-time, part-time, full-time, part-time, but I've been full-time for the last about 10 years now. Um, and just so blessed that I can do what I love. I haven't, I've never paid for advertising. It's all been word of mouth. Um, I do like Facebook. That's an amazing thing. Um, and one of the things I do is um, breakfast with a psychic here at a restaurant called The Egg and I. And um, I can have 15 people. It seats 15 people. Um, and I charge $25, and breakfast is sold separately. But it's been an amazing ride. I started it about three years ago, um, and I did do it. Just my goal was to market myself and um, get new people. And it's turned into this amazing thing that I have groupies that come every month. I do it once a month, the first Monday of the month at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and the, the food is good. I have a waitress that always makes sure that she's there to, um, to serve. And she's amazing. And the manager loves the whole thing. And um, I've just gained so many friends from it and clients from it. And it's been an amazing ride for me, too, because I've just allowed it to expand and grow um, and not have any expectations. Like the expectation when I started was just to market my business, but I just let it expand and grow itself, and it's become an amazing event every month. That's so powerful. Um, It's so powerful, Rick. We have someone visiting us from Norway we have um, other people tuning in from all over the world. Um, I am getting a number of questions wanting to know, do you want to do something live now, or do you prefer to actually have people contact you that you can spend the quality time? Um, I would rather do it in a quality time. I offer um, phone readings, Skype readings, and in person. I have customers all over the world. Um, I have quite a few customers in um, Amsterdam and Paris and um, Great Britain. Um, and I, I feel that it's um, – I, I could do something now. But um, if there's, I need more of a connection. Like it's just all about vibration. Um, like I would have to, I would prefer to have them on the phone or through Skype, um, that type of thing. Um, does that make any sense to you? It absolutely makes sense, and I, I, I would feel the same way. That I would rather just give somebody my undivided attention. Uh, rather right. than all the stimulation of what we have going on with the questions and the various things. So anyone listening, you can go to SakitRick.com. I have used him. It's extraordinary. Um, it's well worth the time and the energy in order to uh, get some insight. I, you know, I have been uh, in the early days when I finally found a community, a new thought community, that actually said that, you know, psychics were cool. Because like you said, you know, in that era, in the 70s and early 80s, well, even still in some traditional teachings, they teach that, you know, being psychic is of the devil. Right. <laughs> Fascinating. People could still yeah. say that. Anyway, and I get that every now and then because I use tarot cards. 
Um, and people think, you know, that's a, an old myth that it's from the devil and that type of thing. And there is a, a card in the deck that is called the devil, and it actually means stress um, from daily life. Um, and there's the death card. And I always explain that the death card is not physical death at all. It means a ripping away of the past to begin anew. It means change and new beginning. It's actually a great card to get. Well, the interesting thing that people don't uh, realize, and I want to give a shout-out to Elizabeth from Agape, our Agape group there, love you, love you, um, and to Cammie, you know, thank you for being with us as well. Um, it's fascinating that when we're talking about tarot cards, when we're talking about the gift of being psychic, we're talking ancient since the beginning of time that these things have been in existence. It's ancient, ancient teachings. And it's unfortunate that newer teachings um, create such a scare tactic or try to make something weird, um, when indeed it's, it's the wisdom, the timeless uh, wisdom of all ages. I mean, people have been reading these cards. There's been rendering since people could actually use writing. Uh, to talk about uh, the intuitive, you know, insights that come and the the energy of awareness. And, um, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback about that on the air of how it's unfortunate that people, they don't have an understanding of it. And maybe that's something, uh, you know, worth just reiterating is don't buy into people's ideas of making something wrong or, you know, invalidating it. Um, just because it's it's not understood. Um, I've been using a psychic since I was 19 years old uh, for insight, for direction, for an opinion, for for a connection, for um, you know, check in with me. You know, let me know. Um, you know, am I on my am I fulfilling my soul path? What what tools do I need? Do I could I use something else? And it's so valuable, so valuable to to use as an intentional spirit to have a personal psychic as, as one of your tools. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I, I know how much it's helped me, and I always seek, um, especially with my animals as well, because I'm so attached, and, uh, and I get cloudy, Rick, you know, even though I might have right. good insight about what's going on with one of them or whatever, I get in my own way. So, you know, I will call an animal communicator, um, and now I'll call Rick, um, because I I get, you know, some things to do or some things that are organically natural or, or whatever. Anyway, I'm a fan. You get it. So there we go. Um, <laughs> Thank you so a, much. Give us an example of... Um, a couple of people that um, when people are holding on and they, they feel that they have this unsettled business with, with someone that has passed and they're holding all this responsibility. And unfortunately and sad, sadly, it's usually just a story they've made up, you know, they've kind of made up the story and they kind of created the story in such a place of tension that the majority of it isn't true. And you, you start to see within the person, the physiological self, the heart is kind of closing. There's this sense of preoccupation because they're carrying this tremendous disappointment. Um, tell us a story or two where you've been able to, as to be that catalyst, um, 
uh, have a wake up with somebody, uh, see the light come back in their eyes, give them hope again or a greater sense of understanding. Yes, and um, one of the things that um, I remember, I recall, um, and it's interesting because um, I'm very good at not taking on people's stuff, so a lot of times the information, I'm just a messenger, and um, the information, I I believe I really just connect with source, um, and I just allow it to flow. So the information I don't hold on to, a lot of times um, people will come to me and say, hi, I remember you said this and that. I don't really remember what, they, what I said or what came out, but I do remember their energy, the people's energy, and I do recall, especially um, it's interesting if people come back like a month later and they'll get some of the same cards if they haven't moved on or changed things. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I remember this, like it comes back to me. Um, but I can remember um, a couple specific um, things that were very amazing for me as well as for the client. Um, there was this one woman that came, and she was interested in um, talking to her mother on the other side. And her mom came in, and she was just feeling that, like you said, that she couldn't let her go, that she was having a hard time grieving, that um, she didn't understand why um, her mom um, passed away and she couldn't communicate for like the last month. She couldn't communicate at all. Um, and she, she wanted to know that her mother could hear her when she was there by her bedside um, and talking to her and explaining, you know, some of the things that we go through in grieving, like um, letting go and not feeling remorse, that type of thing. And it definitely came up and, and she wanted a definite, um, like a definite sign that I was getting the communication from her mother. So she, she was there and her daughter was there with her. And I said, well, she keeps on showing me a ring because I'm really fortunate because I have the three C's. I'm clairaudient, clairvoyant, and clairessient. So I can see, feel, and hear. And a lot of times the people on the other side will show me pictures or give me an image. So I kept on getting this image of this beautiful ring. And so I, I said to her, well, she's showing me this ring. And she just went into a dissertation about the ring that she had on. And she was so happy that she brought that up. And she was telling me about how she came across this ring. And then um, the, the mother on the other side told me, it's not that ring. So, so she was joyful, and I let her go through the dissertation about how she found this ring and everything, and she was so excited, and she knew that it was her mother, and I said, yeah, well, that's great, but that's not the ring. And, and she just, her eyes just got so big, and she had to take a breath, and she said, nobody knows about that ring. So she, and then she told me a story about that, and that was like a pivotal thing from her because at the moment that we that that came up about the ring she was discussing and and wondering about how she could let go of her mom and that her mom was around her she wanted to know that her mom was still around her so that was very pivotal for her and then i gave her some techniques to open up and allow her mother to communicate a lot of times most of the time when people come to communicate with the other side the other side is available to communicate with them and they are communicating with them it's just that they don't they're not still enough to hear it or to see it um, and if you just ask what I tell um, my clients is before you go to bed just ask like 
If you're around me, let me know or give me a sign. And then say the same thing in the morning. Then just go about your day and just see how that shows up. Something will remind you of them, like a favorite song or something that's, it was important to them, will just remind you of them. And that is just, it's just as simple as that. That's them saying, I'm still here. I'm still interested in you. If, if they were interested in you in this life, they're interested in you in the afterlife. It's just as simple as that. And I, and I love the fact that, you know, of how you um, teach people to do that and to become open. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it keeps coming back to that, doesn't it? It's the ability to be open and let go of the preconceived or the beliefs that people have told us that it's not possible or that, you know, they're busy somewhere else, or, you know, I've been told or heard other people say, oh, they're having such a good time, you know, in the afterlife, you know, don't bother them. But the truth of the matter is, it's just a very thin veil, and um, it exceeds way beyond butterflies and pennies, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really does. I mean, butterflies are great, and pennies are wonderful, um, sometimes I get messages from a lot of birds together in a flock. Um, right. But I have um, one of my dearest friends and my first teacher, um, she's been on dead now for, oh my, almost 30 years. And she shows up by always uh, the number of her birthday. And I, I see it uh, so many times in so many ways. Uh, sometimes it shows up on my computer. Sometimes the screen on my computer stops. But I always see that one, 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 and and it's timely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes email will come through at exactly one, one, one. Now it's not like I'm you know standing there staring at my computer. Oh, it's one, one, one. Let's see what happens. It's not like that. But maybe after the fact, or when I check my emails within the day or the next day, and I'll look at that and go. Wow, you know, that's really interesting how, you know, that particular email, then I need to give that more attention. I'm getting a message there. So it's fascinating um, how they come through and, and you can you can feel them. Um, you can feel the energy. You can feel the essence. It's, it's amazing. Yes. Um, and I, I was just going to share with you, um, a lot of times there's so many gifts in this life and there's so many gifts even from the other side, but we try to control them. I'll tell you a story that happened to me actually last year. My mom made her transition um, and it was at an inopportune time for me, um, but um, my mom had um, suffered from heart disease and heart failure for quite a few years and she was in a nursing home. Um, and in her last week, um, she had gone into a coma and then came out the next day and seemed to rally um, and then um, and she talked about seeing people on the other side people that had passed and my um, brother and sister-in-law um, the other part of the family didn't understand that um, I don't even think they know what I do for a living not really so so they were questioning like have you ever heard of this um, she was talking about people on the other side that we know are have passed away a long time ago and I said well you know what I do for a living and they were like yeah whatever but anyway <laughs> so sometimes the family doesn't agree with everything that I do but um, they're they're coming along and anyway um, when my mom was making her transition 
transition, it was during a very busy time of our lives. My husband, um, Reverend Dr. David Goldberg, um, he was going to be ordained as a minister. Um, so we had a big ordination planned. Um, and the week before, I was going, should I go back home? Should I go? Do I go back now? Do I fly back now to be by our side? Do I wait? And it was turmoil. But I was, I was saying, you know, this would be a perfect time for you to go because I had the time. Now, that's just a really awful thing to say, but, but as a human, we do that sometimes to ourselves. And then um, as it got closer to the ordination, I thought I was, I was saying, oh, please don't pass away this weekend. Please don't pass away during this time. This wouldn't be really good for me. Like, <laughs> that's how we get it. Even I do that. Even I and my human self um, get that way sometimes. And what ended up happening is she did, she passed away the day before the ordination. And it was the greatest gift that she could have given me and because, and I didn't realize this at the time, I knew it like just a few hours afterwards, is that I was with my best friend at the time because he had flown in that day to be there for David's ordination. Um, and I was there when his mom passed for him in Boston, um, and I was there for him. So he was here for me. And I know, and I have gotten signs, and I've actually gotten confirmation from another psychic um, medium that has told me that my mom gave me this great gift that when she passed, it was because of the right timing. And I do know that. I know that everything is in the right timing. Everything's divinely timed. That's how I live. But sometimes when we're in it, we can't get out of it. We can't see it. So, um, oh, that's so that's so powerful for those of you. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back as we continue to talk to Rick Finbo. He is a renowned psychic. He talks with people through all uh, throughout the world. Um, he has clients in Paris, Amsterdam, uh, you name it. He deals with. The death and dying, he also deals with people that are looking for career paths as well as he is a well-known animal communicator. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us, and thanks all of you for your comments. We will get back to some of those when we return. Thank you so much. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, 
relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, as I am with Rick Finbo and all of you that are sharing the video and our time together. I just want to say Thanks to you that we are such a popular show, and I really want to honor that. It's because of you that you are promoting this show, and much gratitude and, and a great sense of, of namaste. Uh, Rick, what I love is we're getting a lot of feedback. I have Margie saying how much her life has transformed in amazing and magical ways since the first time she met you a little more than a year ago, and talking about how incredible that you are. Um, and also the feedback from others and the validation. Um, uh, Helene is saying that often when it's time for a member of her family to transition about a day before they pass, they start communicating with people on the other side. Um, I, I imagine that working at the dimension that you do, that you see that quite often. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was watching the Facebook feed, and it's a little bit slower than us talking. I got, got a little lost there. <laughs> we are here. We're in many dimensions now. Every exactly. But, uh, yeah, I was just saying how, um, well, we've had um, Elizabeth come in and talk about how she still has licorice with her dad. Um, and her dad, she feels like he's joining her even though he's on the other side. And her mom continues to send her birthday gifts. I love that. I feel that, too. I feel that a dear friend of mine that's on the other side, she often will make sure I get certain gifts. Um, one time I was doing a treasure map, and I put in there a car that I really, really want. I mean, I love particular kinds of cars. We all have our little thing, right? And mine are older, antique cars. And um, my friend on the other side said, um, through a psychic, to tell me that I was going to one day get that car, but I had to be flexible about the color. <laughs> and I went, I went, oh, my gosh, you're reading my journal. You're actually, like, really looking into my my stuff. Um, and so it's it's so beautiful, the, the what's going on. You must really love the work that you're doing now compared to you know, when you were a teenager or even in your early 20s, because people are so open to it. It's just becoming the new norm, and it's very exciting to see. Yes, it is. 
Um, and I, I'd like to share, um, because I, I do see um, online that they are asking if I can get um, a feeling from the audience that's watching and things like that. Um, and what I could do is when I start a reading, I do a little bit of numerology to see what you came into life to learn about. Um, do you think that they'd be interested in doing a little bit of numerology? Absolutely. Okay, um, so the first thing that I do is your soul number. Everybody does numerology but, um, as um, it pertains to the tarot, the first nine um, cards in the tarot, and your soul number is what you know yourself, and that's your day of birth. So I was born on August 23rd, 1960, so my day of birth is the 23rd. And um, I'm going to take any double digit and bring it down to a single digit, which is five. So I'm a number five as in my soul number, what I know of myself. So if you um, would do that, just take your day of birth and bring it down to a single digit if it already isn't a single digit. And then I'll tell you what that means. Um, if you're a one, um, the card that that um, coincides with is the magician card, and it means focus. It means that you came into this life to learn about focusing because ones are great manifestors. They can focus on what – they can manifest whatever they focus on, but they have a challenge of trying to focus on too much at the same time. So their challenge is to maybe write a list. They should be list writers because then they can see a couple things that they can focus on and then bring them to fruition because they're great manifestors. Um, and they're old souls. They come into this life with a lot of different talents, a lot of different interests. But it's like having a double-edged sword, though, or having the Midas touch. Whatever I focus on, I can create. So you need to make sure that you're only focusing on what you want and not on what you don't want. That's the number one in numerology. Um, if you're a number two, that is the high priestess in the tarot deck, and that means intuition. It means that you have strong intuition. Usually sleep is very important to number twos because they um, process their daily life through their dream state. It doesn't matter whether they remember their dreams or not. It's just what they do. Um, so if you're a number two, you need to listen to your gut, to your first response. You'll never be wrong instead of your mind. Um, very intuitive. If you're a number three in numerology, um, that is the Empress card in the tarot deck, and that means self-love, self-care, and nurturing. So threes are very loving and nurturing, and they need to learn to nurture themselves first and then others, not the other way around. Um, and if you're a four, that's the number of the Emperor card, um, and that means control. So you came into life to learn about control and controlling the control. Um, so that means you're a very strong person and you're the type of person that will say, get out of my way, I'll do it myself because I know I'll get it done, um, which is great. But being in control is learning how to delegate and when to ask for help, and being controlling is trying to do it all yourself. Um, if you're number five, um, that's the Hierophant card in the tarot deck, which means the teacher. Teaching and learning go together and learning and teaching go together, um, and you are happiest when you're learning something new or teaching or training. Um, and it also means um, that you can be very impatient because it's kind of like you know it, you sense it, you want it now. Um, so that's the challenge with that. If you're number six, um, that's the card of the lovers. And the lovers card is about making choices in decisions um, and decisions around relationships, especially any kind of relationships, love relationships, friendships, by how it feels rather than by what you think. 
So if a relationship feels good, it is don't second guess it because sixes tend to second guess things or wonder if the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. So that's what they come in to learn about, how it feels. If it feels good, it is. Um, the number seven um, is the chariot card in the tarot deck, and that means change. Um, so sevens usually tend to love change. They get bored easily. Um, they're usually very upbeat people, um, and they like travel in comfort. Um, so, and their challenge is just try not to get bored. <laughs> so, and the, um, if you're a number eight, that is um, the card of adjustment and balance or harmony and balance. And that means that um, you are all about harmony and balance and you want the world to be in balance all the time, but sometimes the world is not always in balance. And for you, when that happens, it's kind of like feels like it's really bad when it's not as bad as you think. So eights usually can step back and say, it's not usually as bad as I think it is. Um, and because they are about harmony and balance, they will bring in harmony and balance for others. So these are the type of people that do, if they get out of balance, they need to step back and look at the big picture and find out if it's their stuff or they're taking on somebody else's. And then they need to just make sure that they're taking care of themselves first. Um, and the final number is the number nine, which is the hermit in the tarot deck, which means that these people can be the type of people that need a lot of time alone. Um, they also have a lot of um, knowledge and wisdom that comes from source, um, and they give it out freely. Usually they're the type of people that you would go to for advice. Um, and their challenge is to just allow that, and they're better at one-on-one -on -one than in large groups but they're great at giving advice and um, gaining knowledge. So um, those are the nine numbers that go with the um, numerology that I do as far as your soul number goes. I also um, look at your personality number, which is all of the numbers added together um, in your date of birth. Um, but I think that gives you a little bit um, to go by as far as numerology. Absolutely, and, and someone asked the question, uh, to repeat uh, how you find your number, and you had said is you take your birthday. So if you're born on the 23rd, you add the two numbers together, and therefore you're a five. I'm one seven, so therefore I'm an eight. Correct. Correct. You're <laughs> harmony and balance, which makes total sense. I am harmony. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, and you're, it is right. I mean, uh, it is sync, you know, it, it's in sync, uh, exactly what, you know, you're saying, because it's, um, I know for me, when I feel, I, I often feel, you know, the world is out of balance more so than perhaps it, it is. Anyway, um, Rick, it's just such a pleasure to have you on the show, and you have, you know, so much to give and uh, so much to share. Uh, no doubt about it. I want to reiterate to everyone to go to your website so you can know uh, all about what Rick is doing and who he is. I do know he's coming to St. Petersburg along with his uh, husband in August, and we're going to have him here at First Unity Spiritual Campus. We're going to host Rick Finbo and Dr. David Goldberg. And what a weekend that's going to be. So I want to have you on the show again so we can emphasize that and feature you. But I'm, we're getting all kind of likes, and people have really enjoyed this. So I definitely would like to create another time for us to have you on the show, and we can take some call-ins and things like that, because it's such a topic that really feeds people's soul. 
Again, go on psychicrick.com. These conversations that you enjoy, uh, please stay in touch with me. You can contact me through templehaze.com or join us in our spiritual work here at First Unity Spiritual Campus, everyone. I'm so grateful that all of you are part of my life and that I'm learning from so many of you uh, in the field. Uh, Rick, would you like to say any final words for our group today? Sure. I want to thank you, first of all. I just love you, and thank you for having me on, and I look forward to another time also and what we have in the future. It's just exciting. Um, And I'd like to tell everybody, just leave you with this, um, is what I find um, nowadays and in the last, like, five years is that one of the things that we forget to do is to have fun. Even in our spiritual community, even in this, sometimes we get so wrapped up in it and it's so exciting, um, but we do need to have fun. People aren't having as much fun as they used to or are taking time to make sure that they're having fun. Um, so I just want you to do that. And I start off my day with a simple gratitude list every day. And I don't write it down. I just do it in my head before I get out of bed. And it just sets my day up for a mo- starting a momentum of gratitude. And I get more to be grateful for every day. If you can do that, you're on your way. So thank you for listening. And thank you for having me, Temple. Oh, it's my pleasure, Rick, and uh, so many people are commenting. Uh, thank you for your energy, Rick, uh, that it's wonderful and dynamic, and, and special thanks to all of our friends. And again, thanks for sharing the, the video. Namaste to each and every one of you. Uh, bless you on this amazing journey that, that we call life. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Every moment we live can be holy. And all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer. And by using our innate creativity with intention in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Everyone has purpose in life, but too often that purpose goes undiscovered. There is a simple way you can discover your special purpose in life. Draw up a list of all the qualities you value in yourself and that others admire in you. Don't be shy. There are probably many of them. 
Then, look at the ways in which you interact most effectively with other people. Are you a good leader, a good teacher, a good organizer, a good listener? Finally, describe in as much detail as you can what your world would be like under the best of all possible circumstances. Your purpose in life is to use your best qualities in the service of the kind of world in which you would like to live. This Law of Life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find 
We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.